What's going on, guys? My name's Josh, and this is What's Happening Idaho. Now, you may notice that uh, the intro music is missing. Well, it's because we've taken a break from the podcast. So <laughs> I got to reload it into my podcast recording machine. Uh, secondly, you may notice that Robert is not a co-host on this episode. Uh, when we took a little break, it was because Robert got into a relationship, and right now he's focusing on that. So I didn't want to keep you guys waiting any longer. We have held this off as long as we can. There is so much to learn about happening here in the great state of Idaho. So uh, going forward, I will be joined by another co-host. Her name is Kirsten Lucas. She'll be joining me, and when she can't, I will have other people rotate in. But with that said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the first episode since we've been back, and that is where we are interviewing candidates who are running for local office. Uh, now with this, I do apologize ahead of time. We were at kind of a smaller table, so I had a little bit of echo on my part. But without further ado, let's get into it. So today's episode, we actually have Kirsten Lucas. Um, if you are familiar with Canyon County, you may have read her name in the paper. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> well, it's good to see you. Yeah, um, good to see you. And you might also notice that we have some background noise, and that's because it is November 2nd, and we are at a barn party celebrating um, people who really helped out with a lot of the campaigns here and the candidates, and of course, waiting to see the results. Yes, we're excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kirsten, let's go ahead and talk about you a little bit. Okay. You moved to Idaho from California. Correct. correct? Yep. That was two years ago? Three and a half. Three and a half. When mm -hmm. did you get involved in Idaho politics? I ran for the precinct committeeman for 76 last, a year ago, May. But even before that, as soon as I got here, I kind of um, had been paying attention because my sister came seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I, I just want to help wherever I am. And I thought this Canyon County could use, um, I don't know, just some, some more uh, involvement from just regular people. And so I started uh, with Health Freedom Idaho and, and getting involved at the Capitol stuff. And I kept seeing the same people. And I thought, oh, I found my tribe. This is good. <laughs> so it's it's been easy coming here mm -hmm. and finding people who are very like-minded to how yeah. I am. Mm -hmm. So I, I work on a statewide campaign. And one thing I see throughout the entire state and we hear a lot of people say, oh, don't, you know, don't bring your California mm -hmm. here with Idaho. The thing I'm seeing across the state is that a lot of people who move from California are the ones who are on fire and say, throw me in coach. Woohoo! <laughs> We're ready. We're so, ready because we see hope. There is yeah. hope here. Yeah. We didn't have that in California at all. Now, in California, is it, I mean, did you do political activism? I know you were newer to Idaho politics three mm -hmm. years ago, but mm -hmm. did you do anything in California prior to this? Um, not a lot. I did in my younger years, I did the um, young Republicans and, and was involved on, you know, you couldn't really get involved. Even our, our city elections and everything, the people that were um, elected were untouchable. You couldn't reach mm -hmm. them really. So, yeah. yeah. Idaho's different like that. It's you know, I, very different. I try and explain it to a lot of people that there are very few states that, first off, the legislators aren't in working the entire year. Mm -hmm. We've got about a three-month window here in Idaho. Yep. Um, back east, it's almost impossible to get with one of your legislators, depending on what state you're in. Mm -hmm. Here, you can call them on their cell phone. And I know. Pick up. It's amazing. <laughs> right? So when you have that kind of access right. and you can have that kind of influence as a citizen, it's, it is imperative that you do get involved. Mm -hmm. And I think coming from a state like California, again, going back to what I've seen, and, and you can correct me if I'm oh, wrong, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people 
because they had kind of lost that hope or people were fighting over there and and that you're spinning your wheels in mud Mm -hmm. you're just digging yourself in deeper yep coming to idaho they they hoped for i'm assuming a beacon of hope yeah i came here and what was the reality i just think we we thought we would have a lot more um skin in the game as far as constituents wanting to be involved and here i thought the Idahoans don't get as involved politically. They kind of sit back and watch and they expect everybody to do their thing. And Californians come and go, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not how we do it. Yeah. Because we see the writing on the wall that we're only a few years away if we let this keep going. I mean, Boise's already blue and then you've got Meridian that's purple and then Canyon's light pink. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when um, I saw an article about you recently, right? Not mm-hmm. the one that came out today, but the one prior to that. And people were attacking you like you were a mastermind oh, gosh. <laughs> behind behind King and County. Laugh. Yeah, <laughs> but truthfully, yeah. from me getting to know you, really, what you are is you're a God fearing woman mm-hmm. who loves her family and loves her country. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, and correct me again if I'm wrong, you got involved in the Central Committee, hoping to, you know, keep us conservative, keep us right here in Idaho. Yeah. And you probably saw a lot of inaction. In like, in like, I thought we'd right? be the rah-rah Republican club. Like, here we are. Yep. Let's get out and vote. And then I think, uh, you, yeah, you get really jaded fast if you're not careful. And then I thought, well, if nobody else is going to do something, might as well try something. Yeah. I don't know. I really like people. And so I think the more I'm around people, the more I think, we can do this. Come on, guys. Let's let's do something crazy and have a meet and greet. Yeah. Crazy, it's crazy. Right? I know. <laughs> GOP booth at the farmer's market. Woo! Way off the charts. Yeah, I know. I, and that's one thing that really impressed me with you and also your husband, because it takes a lot of commitment. And mm-hmm. I know this because I'm also involved politically and mm-hmm. my spouse, she is not involved politically. Nope. When you have young kids at home, it, mm-hmm. it's almost required that somebody focus on that. So you know, yep. <laughs> always appreciative of those people because they help. Hold down us. the fort. Exactly. To where we I can know. go fight. I couldn't do it without him. And he knows. He's like, babe, good job. Go. I, I appreciate what you're doing, but I'm going to be coaching baseball back here and taking <laughs> care of dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, one of the things that a lot of people uh, probably read in the newspapers is they probably got this assumption that you're trying to take over. And, and what I found from mm-hmm. getting to know you mm-hmm. is I found a woman who said, okay, well, we can't just sit on our hands and hope that Idaho stays conservative. Mm-hmm. So you went and you set up a booth at a farmer's market right. and just said, hey, here's some candidates. These are ones that I'm assuming you preferred, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is great. You didn't yep. claim to be the party or anything. No. Nope. Hey, um, other things you were doing was, like you mentioned, meet and greets. And and what's really cool is you've actually brought a lot of candidates in races together. Uh, for instance, the Secretary of State's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually had their first official debate, which was Oh, really I didn't cool. know we were the first. Yeah, you were the first in the state. That's um, cool. And uh, it was really cool to hear the contrasting opinions. And one thing that I thought was funny is a lot of, you know, again, there are a couple people who say, oh, she's trying to take over. But you've actually invited people that you don't agree with. Oh, yeah. To Come. <laughs> so it's yep. cool because at the end of the day, we want informed voters, right? That's everything to me is truth and transparency. And if people can look you in the eye and know that you're telling them the truth, then they will make an educated decision at the polls. But mm-hmm. if we can't... A- we can't even ask a question then how are we supposed to feel confident in these leaders that are you know they're supposed to be public servants i keep trying to say public servant public servant you know not leaders because Mm -hmm. then we put them on this 
you know, pedestal or whatever. And, and they really are real people when you can, you know, call them on their cell phone. You're right. I mean, I never had one single phone number in my phone. And as soon as I moved here, I thought I need to have all of the, my legislators in my phone so that if I need to call the office or if I need to make a, you know, statement or whatever, I had it right there. And I, I don't know. It blows my mind that we have that much influence here mm-hmm. and that really I've told these leaders, uh, we want to be there when the battle gets hard to raise your arm in battle so that we keep on winning because we will win. I truly believe that. And I mean, we have to keep our republic. If mm-hmm. we if we don't, what do we have? Our yeah. ki- what are our, I'm doing this for my grandkids. Honestly, I have two grandkids now Ooh. and I just don't see the country going um going well if people are uh, voting themselves, you know, rights and privileges that they think they're going to, I don't know. It's just money. It's just money. You know, the thing that um, that's always kind of not blown my mind, but you would hope that when we go to vote, that we would, uh, we would essentially be knowledgeable about who we're voting for or what we are voting for. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what happens is, is, well, I'm friends with Jimmy Buffett, and he's on the ballot. So I'm going to go vote for Jimmy Buffett. Right. Uh, and then I'm going to go, uh, I don't know who these others are. Circle, 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 mm-hmm. circle, circle, circle. And, you know, okay, that might be okay during the uh, general election when you have choice between the political parties. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a primary race and you're truly trying to have conservative champions go and be your voice at the Capitol, that's when it really matters. So that's why I think what you're doing and many others, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to just no, give the credit it's not, to you. There's, no. there's a lot and we'll yep. get them on at some point. Good. But I think what you guys are doing is phenomenal. And that's mm-hmm. why I've jumped in and I said, Hey, when I'm not, when I'm not working on this campaign, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to help out. Right. So let me ask you this before we start moving into some of the candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I guess today's the election, right? Mm-hmm. What is your plan as far as after today? Because obviously we have till May. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to continue doing things? Are you going to take a break and hang out with your family? What's I know my husband goes, I'll see you on November 3rd. And I'm <laughs> thinking November 3rd, I'm starting right off. I have plans starting tomorrow. We we cannot go. Yeah, I've got, you know, pie with Priscilla next week. And I've got Lady Liberty lunch right after our canceled Canyon County Republican women meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just... I think there's, you know, there's way too much to do. And I think people are are really appreciating that we're doing things that put them in front of these candidates. So I'm excited. We have a Stillwater Hollow event for Conservatives of Again on November 29th. And we just, we can't stop. Yeah. There's no stopping, Absolutely. unfortunately. Don't tell my husband. Well, hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, perfect. Well, hey, guys, the point of this podcast is is to actually interview people who are running for office currently. Who are going to find out if they're going to be representing us here in city council, mayor, school district, fire district, whatever the case may be that they're running for. We want to find out the experience for them because there are a lot of people and I would say there's a knowledge gap, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of people who think, you know, I should run, but they don't really know where to start. So I want to have it be where we kind of go through some questions with them, find out what their process was like, mm-hmm. and then they can share that with you. So we'll be right back with our first guest. All right, and we are back with our first guest. Our first guest is a candidate for mayor of Caldwell. His name is Chris Trakel. You've yes. heard of him, right? I have heard of him, yeah. <laughs> Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Election results night. How are you feeling? 
Feel fine, just like any other night of the week. So, <laughs> there you go. not a big deal. Nothing special about tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm wondering what um, what your family is thinking. Do they think uh, that they want you back, or they? Yeah. So the wife is uh, she's extremely excited. Yeah. So she she lives for these type of things. Like uh, November third, she's living for November third. Oh yeah. So she'll be uh, excited when this is done, but at the same time, she likes all the involvement of going around door to door she's a trooper so, yeah. and the kids I, I do have to say I, I would almost think that she worked harder than you every time I she did work harder than me <laughs> every yeah. time I called you she your wife was out doing something for the campaign if you weren't so it yeah. seemed like a really good partnership in trying to help you win this election yeah she pretty much uh, well all the volunteers but the wife uh, back when I ran for city council back in 2019 both of us were knocking on doors so this time around I got to sit on the computer, research, do what I need to do, and then put stuff out electronically. Well, she handled that. And then we had a great group of volunteers also going around handing out flyers and sign waving and stuff like that. So which freed up me for a lot more research time. That's great. So um, let's talk about, you said you had already previously run for city council. Do you feel like anything was different with this race? Um, even even if it's just like atmosphere wise, you know, kind of like if you will the Trump effect. Do you feel like there was anything like that, or was how was it different than when you ran for city council? Uh, when I ran for city council back in 2019, this is like night and day difference. So there was maybe three of us that showed up for the meeting at mm-hmm. city hall, mm-hmm. uh, and this time the room was packed, and they ran out of information to give all the supposed candidates and people that came in. So this race has a lot more attention to it, a lot more of a spotlight on it. Um, also, I was a—I still am somewhat, but pretty much a nobody back then too. So it was just me and my wife working really hard. Where this time, I've known people, got to know people, and people really stepped up. And this time, made it a lot easier for us to work. Do so. you think that's because people are all of a sudden getting invested in the fact that local politics makes a huge difference in our? personal lives like it touches us more directly than a lot of other that's what i hope it's for um i think it's great that more people are getting involved in their local politics because the government closest to the people is what serves the people best Mm -hmm. and really that's where individuals have the biggest change and effect on government is right there in your local offices so the federal government you know when you start voting nationally that's a lot of people voting for positions but when you're voting for your town for your city or even your just your congressional area you know that you've got a lot more control and power there yeah i agree and thank you you came out several times to our meet and greets our ladies liberty luncheons and our um, meet and greet before we had our canyon county republican central committee no yeah i think what you did uh putting all this together is amazing i think that's more important than my mayoral campaign is just the fact that you brought people together and you've got people involved, educated, learning about what's on the line, who's running and where they stand. Uh, and hopefully this grows into something bigger and they'll talk and it'll continue mm-hmm. to grow from there on. Like, that's what I think is the biggest victory uh, through this whole season. Yeah, I think it's a red wave. We are really waking up the sleepy masses right now. And it wasn't me, but I think uh, just putting you in front of people and then people really appreciate your your honesty and I think you've got lots of good ideas and you are humble and you want to uh, change Caldwell that you've got good ideas and you uh, you care about the people and, and their money and their um, their lives and 
And, and making Caldwell amazing. It's already amazing. Like Caldwell has really. Yeah, it's changed night and day from what it used to be 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, they got it going on. So you're going to continue that? Yes, hopefully. Yeah. You know, one thing I really enjoyed about your uh, campaign is you you actually, um, you said something that uh, that stuck with me. And that was that you wanted to have town halls. uh, Monthly. Monthly. Yeah. That's not something you hear from people running for office generally. No, which is Kind of sad. So any position, any elected official is supposed to be a representative of their constituents. And it seems like the only time most officials reach out to their constituents is when it's voting season. Right. Yeah. Um, Other than that, they're kind of doing what they want to do. They're passing what they want to pass. So I think, you know, the only way to do it is talk directly with the people. And what better way than to have a monthly town hall meeting to where the people come in. Uh, For example, in this race, the mayor and the city council would come in, sit down, zip it, not say anything, and just listen to exactly what the residents of Caldwell have to say, issues that they're facing and concerns that they have and what their vision for Caldwell is. I keep getting asked that. What's your vision of Caldwell? And I was like, well, that's not fair. It's not my city. It's Mm -hmm. our city. So it's a cumulative group that we got to come together and decide where we want Caldwell to go. That's the only way to do it is to reach out and speak directly to the people. You know, when I came to Nampa three years ago, that was my biggest first impression was Mayor Debbie Kling had an open house once a month. And it was like the third Wednesday of the month. She just took off and she was there. And I showed up once and there was one other person. And she said, it's never this light. And I was like, good, can I have all the time? And we just talked. And I felt like I got to know my mayor and her heart. And so I think it's an amazing idea to really just let yourself be accessible to Absolutely. everybody. Yeah, Absolutely. It's the way it should be done. Yeah, it is. So, but we yeah. haven't had it in so long that I think yeah. we're not used to it. So, yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, nothing at all. It's just uh, get out, educate yourself, know who's running in your local politics and in your area, and get involved like this group has here. It's been amazing. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. It's fun, too. We have yeah. fun. Yeah. Have fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. So, yeah. <laughs> and there's free food at the end of it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. All right. And we are back with our second and final guest for this episode. Uh, right now, why don't you go ahead and introduce okay, us? She's I'm your excited. friend. excited. I know. Natalie Jangula is running for Nampa City Council seat three. And we have um, enjoyed our door-to-door running from um, from precinct to precinct, trying to get her word out. And it's exciting to have you here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I don't know that I would say we enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed we- watching you just run like the wind ahead of me as I just walk slowly behind you. We had a hard time figuring out the best rhythm for oh, for that. It took us about an hour, but we had some, yeah, we had some good moments. So, yeah. You know, I've, I've done a lot of the door hanging in the past and all that stuff. And it is in that suffering that you can look back on it, especially, you know, having it be for something as important as your race, you know, for city council. Yeah. Um, being able to look back on that, you can laugh about it. Oh, yeah. During Even, that time, you have to What about sign waving in the rain? Right. Yeah. I mean, those are the things, right? <laughs> it builds character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I was actually wondering if I was going to make it today or if I was going to wake up with a cold. I'm sitting in that rain. <laughs> but... I decided not to, I decided essentially to ignore it because yeah. I know I drove by earlier and Natalie was out in the rain. So yeah. she was out there at least four times as long as I was. So yeah. I wasn't going <laughs> to say With a googly eye. Yes. Yes. Let's, let's talk about that. Natalie. Yeah. 
There was an issue fairly early into your campaign with your campaign signs. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it was about the first week. And it's so hard because that was the very first time that it felt like a personal attack. Mm. And campaigning is kind of, you, there's so much that's wrapped up into it. It's emotion. I mean, there's time, there's money, there's everything invested into it. And so when you get that attack, that very initial one, it feels so personal. Mm. And I just remember feeling just so defeated. And to fill you in, they took a bunch of, I don't know who it was, but they went down like a good mile, mile and a half down the road. And they put googly eyes, big fat googly eyes all over my, all of my signs, all over my faces. And I was like, what in the world? Who does this? So my parents drove around. They took all the googly eyes off and it was fine. And they stopped doing it. But I was like, man, I really got to play on this. Like, I really got to just shove it to them and say, you know, what you did was childish, whatever. But I'm totally going to show you that it did not bother me. So for sign waving on the very last night before elections um we went and did sign waving on the corner and i just put googly eyes back on my signs and i bought these big gigantic googly eye glasses and i wore them when i sign waved so it was me holding it and then like my face with the googly eyes and it was pretty epic it was (laughs) she embraced it you know i actually held one i i went up to her and i was like i really want to hold one of those signs and i was able to shake her eyes and have everybody see her eyes move around all crazy yeah but you know the minute i actually saw that on social media i immediately said she needs to do that to all her signs absolutely she needs to point out that this wasn't her Mm -hmm. uh at first but that since they want to go ahead and play this way we'll go ahead and embrace it and a lot of People are doing that now. I call it the Babylon B effect. Right. You've probably read that, mm-hmm. you know, magazine and it takes mm-hmm. these ridiculous circumstances and, and just makes fun of it. Yep. And that's what you have to do. And it really does stand out. And I'll tell you, your sign with the googly eyes does stand out. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. At what? A buck 25 at googly's. Right. I said, I'm thinking, let them do it. That's cheap, cheap marketing. <laughs> yeah. That, that was actually a really nice thing they did for you because it yes. was something that did stick out and. It made people laugh. So yeah, it did the memorable. inverse of what they were actually trying you to know, do. You know, it usually <laughs> thwarts their plans. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I do also want to add and ask you a little bit about it. I told you before when we weren't recording, I said, Natalie, you truly had the best name recognition campaign in getting your name and your face out there out of any election I've seen in the Treasure Valley, at least. I haven't traveled out much. I looked at a lot of the signs, but... Really, everywhere I went, I saw your face and your name. Mm-hmm. So, big red. Yeah. Big red sign. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. So what's the question? Sorry. <laughs> I hadn't got there yet. We were, <laughs> we were kind of talking about that. But no, um, with that, my question really is, is, you know, this was your first time running, right? Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what kind of gave you that intuition? Was it, was it a lot of people suggesting to do certain things or did you have a lot of help along the way or was it just kind of... I'll figure it out and, hey, this looks good. You know, it was kind of a mixture of both things. So I was at a District 12 meeting and the best advice somebody gave me, this lady said to me, she said, the best signs that I see that win are solid colors. It's a solid color. And then just like the name is a solid color, Mm -hmm. two colors. Mm -hmm. She said, those are the most effective. So I was like, man, obviously Republican, I've got to go red. And red is bold, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's a, that's a color of power. So I'm like, I got to go red. And I'm like, okay, white. So I just got online. I designed it all myself. I did it all myself and I was like, I got to put my foot, my name on there or my face on there because I need people to know my name and my face so that when I go somewhere, they can put it together. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So I just got online, I designed it myself and I just rolled with it. Um, I've had a lot of help with people telling me what size signs to buy and how many mm -hmm. to buy. And then I also had um, somebody go around with me and kind of really lay out the footprint of where they needed to go. And then I went back and just filled up, filled that in like oh, crazy, yeah. like crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were doing, I can't even tell you how many hours, but that was the most effective thing. And honestly, oh, and the other thing is I got them out early. I was mm -hmm. one of the first mm -hmm. and it was just like, bam, there's this person, this name mm -hmm. out. And that was the most effective thing because people said, I see your signs everywhere. Yeah. With a little Jeff one right before it. Sorry. <laughs> Later on down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like, his kind of started showing up right in front of mine, right. everywhere they were. Everywhere. Little in Jeff. blue. Little, it's a little Jeff. Little Jeff in blue. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's great. Like I said, you did a phenomenal job. With Thank this you. Race. Mm -hmm. uh, I truly, truly believe that. Um, let me ask you a question. What made you decide to run for city council? You get asked that a lot, right? When you're yeah. running, you know, the past year and a half has kind of made us all look at government in a whole new way, right? There's a lot of things that have made us feel threatened, feel infringed. A lot of our rights are feeling stripped away from us. So it was really, now's the time that I need to start being a voice. I've always wanted to get involved. I've always really been passionate about politics, my city. I want to mm -hmm. keep it conservative. I want to live in a conservative place, raise my kids in one. And so it just felt like it was the right thing to do at the right time. And so I just kind of started putting feelers out there. Hey, this is what I want to do. And I just got in network with the right people and it just took off. And that just tells me that that was the divine thing mm -hmm. that needed to happen when it all just plays out. It was the right thing. Yeah. And so I just really, really, really felt inspired to get involved. And I'm really glad that I'm on this journey. So, yeah. I have to tell you, when I was door knocking, people were like, oh, Natalie. And then they butchered your last name. And then <laughs> they said, oh. Wait, how is it said? Jangula, right? Jangula. Okay, no, I've said see? it right this whole time. I know. Yeah. I got some crazy ones, though. But anyway, but they were so positive about you. And they loved what they'd seen. And they saw your signs. And they knew they were red. And they said, um, oh, and Anita, I know her. So your mom. <laughs> My mom, and, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of being here a longtime resident and having those connections and just... I mean, even you singing your national anthem with your best friend of all these years and not even needing practice and being like out there just showing who you are and that you are a patriot and that that's okay to yeah. be a patriot. I mean, ima imagine that. It's okay to be a patriot. Yeah. And I love like, I love raising kids right now. I've got two middle schoolers. They're sixth and eighth grade. It's prime ages that they could go anyway. They're getting influenced outside from every angle. And I just find that it's so important that we really do instill these values at home because they're not learning them anywhere else. And even my daughter, she told me the other day that for Christmas, she wants this don't tread on me flag for her room. Ah! And she's 14. Right. And so I'm just like, I love this, my right. little patriot, like I'm doing the right things. Yeah. But it is, it's really important that we're, that we're teaching our kids those values. Absolutely. <clears throat> yep. It's for the home. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to tell our guests, listeners? I am just passionate about the things that I love and I'm passionate about the people in my community. I love Nampa, Idaho. I love living here. Um, I just want to see it succeed. I want it to stay conservative. I don't want it to turn into liberal cities that we're kind of starting to see mm -hmm. happen or all around mm -hmm. us. And it's really, really important that we get involved in our communities and that we find ways. I always tell everyone we all have our place in government. Not everybody needs to hold seats, but we need to find where we fit in. Are we just a voice? Are we on a school board? Are we, you know, getting in network with different um, groups and getting involved somewhere in some sort of a so service organization? Are we just 
just helping with campaigns, whatever that is, find your place because everybody has a place in government. I love that. I do. That was perfect point in this podcast. I know. I'm thinking though, we need to put a little plug in for our Canyon County Republican Central Committee and getting people involved in grassroots. It's how I started. Yeah. And just finding a place to start serving. And, you know, it's a once a month meeting. It's not hard to do, but you kind of opened your eyes to what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So the King and County Central Committee, mm-hmm. right? Republican Central Committee, we meet on the third Tuesday of every month mm-hmm. at the, oh goodness, what is that yeah, building called? Building. Admin Admin building. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, at 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, anybody is welcome to attend. But I think also more mm-hmm. important than that, especially with what we've seen with this election, right? There's been a lot of grassroots mm-hmm. involvement. Yes. So that's really, you know, what prompted me to bring you on mm-hmm. as a co-host for this mm-hmm. episode is just the phenomenal work you've done here in King and County. And, and I know that you don't like to hear that, <laughs> but I do oh, want to say it's not you've rocket done science. Great. Thank you. And it's not rocket science, but if we can find more people who just want to go door to door and wear through shoes and find their neighbors and you know, roll up their sleeves and figure it out. Like it, there's just a huge place to, to do big things in the central committee. I really think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, other places that you can find information on how to get involved. Uh, one would be conservatives of mm-hmm. Canyon County, right? Yeah. On Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's conservatives of, and then it's run together. Those two words, mm-hmm. Canyon County and then Perfect. Nampa and Caldwell and all the towns. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the uh, Facebook group, King County Republicans, a lot of good information is posted there. So uh, no matter where you're at in this, um, Mm -hmm. make sure you get involved because there's a lot of good things happening and we could use more people. So right. Yep. I just want to say that Mm -hmm. on top of that, even if you don't want to necessarily get involved or you don't really have the time, it Mm -hmm. is nice to be a part of those groups because so often we feel like we stand alone. I know. Mm -hmm. And it's really great to be a part of a community where you can have conversations and meet people in your community that share those like-minded views. And that's really powerful because it makes you feel like you're a part of something Mm -hmm. and that you're not alone and you're not crazy and you're not not all of these things that they try to tell us that we are because we're not. We're just, we love our country. We love who we are. We stand for values. Mm -hmm. We stand for constitutional values and that used to be a good thing. That used to mean you're a patriot, you're an American. Mm-hmm. And that used to be something that you would strive to be. Mm-hmm. And now it's a bad thing. Right. And so to be Makes able to no be sense. in a group or an organization and be a part of that and have those conversations, it really does make you feel like you're a part of something. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a plug for Canyon County Republican Women and our li- Ladies Liberty Luncheons that happen mm. on the second Tuesday of every month. And yeah. those are important ways to just see our... Where do those uh, Labor- Lady Liberty luncheons Well, happen? we've been having them at the Golden Palace, but honestly, we've grown out of that Golden Palace uh, room. I think we have 115 members now, and I would love to see it grow even larger. And then we meet at the Indian Creek restaurant right afterwards. So on November 9th, we'll be at Indian Creek at noon with Priscilla Giddings. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Fun. I know. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks You're for doing- having me. Again, yeah. phenomenal job. Thank, Thank you so you. much. No, Thank you, Kirsten, job. as well. Yeah. yeah. Amazing work. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. See ya. <laughs>